Welcome to episode 39 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont. Thank you so much for listening today. In this episode, I'm going to talk about self-awareness specifically towards others. Similar to managing your expectations of others, sometimes we need to check ourselves and the way we react to people. It's not always their fault. Sometimes our own projection or our own reflections about our behavior can affect the quality of our relationships. I originally wrote this as a blog post on my website and I had so much to say on the topic because I'd personally gone through an experience that caused a high level of anxiety. And when I say high level of anxiety, I mean the anxiety was physically manifested, which hasn't happened to me in a very long time. And it sparked me to think about this topic because we build self-awareness of ourselves, yes, but sometimes we need to also have self-awareness about other people and how they may be reacting to us and whether or not we're actually reacting to what the person has said or if we're reacting because of the version of events that we thought happened in our minds. So how do you build self-awareness towards others? Have you ever been speaking to a colleague or friend about something and then they behave in a way that you didn't see coming? Now, this is why you need to build self-awareness towards others. In this scenario, you're assuming the behavior is because of you. It may be because of something you said, how you reacted, or even how much you are doing. However, none or all of those reasons may be true. So this is what I'm going to dissect. In this particular scenario, you need to build self-awareness towards others before you start blaming yourself. So why do we need to do this? Everyone sees the world in a different way. The way you approach experiences in your life are going to be different to your friends, your colleagues, me, anyone. None of us have lived the exact same experience. Therefore, we can never see the world the same way. Now, if you can take a step back from a situation that has left you feeling uncomfortable or even anxious, that's going to help you build your self-awareness towards others. When you do this, you're able to understand whether you are reacting because of the facts or if it's for something else. So what could something else be in this particular scenario? So, for example, you're talking with a friend or a colleague and you know that something's a little bit off during the conversation, but you don't raise anything at the time because it's probably nothing, right? You then send a message to follow up about what you were talking about and the other person doesn't respond to you straight away or even days later. What happens to you? (laughs) So the common thing that happens is going to be anxiety-filled thoughts, right? You've created this story, this version of events as to why the person hasn't responded to you. You might even have physical symptoms that manifest when you think about the situation. Your heart may race, your breathing may be shallow because you're reacting to a response that you didn't expect. Or did you expect that response? When you raise your own self-awareness, that's obviously going to help you in this sorts of situation to help you manage yourself. But what about your self-awareness towards others, towards that other person? 
Now, if you relive the conversation, you would only see your perspective and this is normal, right? So we've had a conversation with somebody. It's been, it was an okay conversation. You you know that there's something off. You followed up with a message. You haven't responded to them. And then you start reliving the events of that conversation and you play it over and over and over. But you can only recall that conversation based on your own perspective. But if you can recall the conversation based on what the other person was saying, you might actually end up hearing a little bit more. And that little bit more that you hear could give you the answers as to why that person may not have responded in the timely fashion that you wanted. So during your conversation, the other person might have mentioned that they were going to be busy with work or family that week. They may have said that they were tired or something else, but you've only heard their response or lack of response to you. Now, the problem with this is that you're not listening to the other person. They may have been extremely clear with you, (laughs) but you took it in a way that made you feel anxious. They may have been extremely clear with the fact that they probably wouldn't be responding to you this week because they'd already said X, Y, and Z to you about their busyness or if they were not feeling well. So when you're in this situation, unless you explicitly did something to upset that person, it's most likely that what you're reacting to are not the facts of the situation. Now, when you don't see a situation for the facts, you're going to put your own agenda towards the outcomes. And this is unhelpful because you do not know for sure where the other person's intentions lie. Assuming they're upset with you may have more to do with how you treat the other person. And this is why you need to build your self-awareness towards others. Are you being a good friend or colleague? What were your intentions in the scenario? Were they authentic? Why has their response or lack of response upset you so much? What is really causing your anxiety? I'm going to give you an example here of a friendship with somebody. So you're friends with someone, you're chatting, all's going well, and maybe you finish a conversation with, we should meet up soon, right? Regular conversation. And that meet up soon is met with a very mediocre thumbs up emoji or yes, defo. Okay. But you want some action, right? You want, you want to see that person. You've put it out there to meet up soon. You want them to go, yes, I want to meet up with you as well, but they don't. Now, some people genuinely don't want to meet up with you, which is why they give you these very black and white rubbish responses. And other times people do want to meet up with you, but they aren't going to be the ones taking action. Now they may not be taking action because they're very busy, they're very tied up, or they might have had experiences where they've been setting up the dates to meet with friends and friends have been cancelling. Remember pre-pandemic, our lives were super busy and there were a lot of people cancelling on each other because, why? Because we're tired, because we're filling up our weekends, all of our holiday time with meeting people, socialising, meeting people, I've got to do this, I've got to go to that birthday, I've got to go and see that family member, I've got to see that friend, I haven't seen them for ages, I've got to see that group of people, I've got to socialise with my colleagues, but not actually giving ourselves time to rest because our jobs are not eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. They're not, they're not. Our jobs are, we do the actual physical job when we go into 
our place of work and then we take it home with us and then when we get home we have our own lives to contend with and even if it's just washing your clothes those are still tasks that need to be done so your life is always full it's always busy it's draining so by the time it comes to an occasion where you're supposed to meet with someone you're probably so knackered that you just want to sit at home veg in front of the tv or sleep so you cancel those could be very real scenarios happening but how you're reacting to that is what we can work on in this sort of situation so if somebody does respond to you with the basic thumbs up emoji or something similar rather than thinking oh they don't want to meet up with me you could maybe think about them what they might be going through If they haven't come back with action, why don't you put the action forward? Why don't you suggest? Why don't you offer options of what you could do? You could start with, would you prefer something chilled or would you prefer something a bit more upbeat, busy? Would you like to come over to mine? Shall I come over to yours? We could make lunch. We could do this. You know, if you're the one putting that in and then you can see how they're going to respond because you never know that person might be going through stuff that they haven't shared with you. They might not even know themselves what they're going through. But to be a good friend, to be a good partner, to be a good colleague, you've got to think about the other person's feelings before reacting in a way that's going to make you feel like they don't like you. They liked you for a reason in the first place, didn't they? Now, unless you explicitly ask that question, do you actually like me? Do you want to be my friend? Horrible questions to ask, I know. But if you can find that strength within yourself, that resilience to ask that question and find out for definite, because if you are feeling as though that person isn't giving you back the relationship that you want, you can't keep putting into that relationship either because you're going to hurt yourself. So you've got to think about how important that person is in your life for you. And if you need the answer to that question, I'm really sorry to say this, darling, you have to ask it. You've got to ask them directly. I hate doing it. I'm almost 40 and I've got a few friends that I feel like I need to ask that question to because I've known, but you know, I've known them for so long and I I feel awkward to ask them that question, but I feel like I need to ask them that question. I actually remember one time I did ask that question. A friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, actually, yes, this is a good memory. She was getting married and she told me she was getting married and she said that I was one of her best friends. And I was like, what? What? She said, yeah, you're one of my best friends. I was like, where did that come from? And she she was really taken aback. I mean, we were, we were a few martinis in at this point, so I was a little bit more brave. But I was like, how are we best friends? How am I your best friend? And she said, you're one of my best friends. And I was like, I don't understand this. You never come to my house. You are always long about meeting up. You don't ever phone me yourself. I'm always the one phoning you. I'm always the one, you know, putting all that effort in. You don't do anything. You never come to my house when I invite you. You never do this. And she said, I'll be honest with you, I'm lazy. And I was like, what? She said, you live an hour away. And it's just, by the time the weekend comes, I just can't be bothered. Honestly, I just can't be bothered. And I'm really sorry, but I know you're there because you're a good friend. And I was like, wow, you're lazy. And 
this happened in my 20s, I think. And it was just, you know what, you know, I can look at it now and laugh at it. But at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, how many other friends are just lazy? And I've written them off because they never come or they never respond or they never take action to meet up. Maybe they're all lazy, who knows? But it was a really good experience because it allowed me to take stock of how harsh I might have been being towards my friendships. And so then what I would do is I created this sort of three strikes rule which I talk about, I think, in another episode or it's on my blog. But basically, I give every friend three opportunities to meet me in the middle of our relationship. And it's not overtly done. It's just sort of based on conversations, how many times I've messaged, how many times you've off your own back messaged me, met up, cancelled, etc. And as my life has become more busy with having a child, things have changed now. So my priorities are obviously different. So for me, if I'm meeting up with you, I need you to not cancel. I do. I really need you to not cancel because if I'm going out with you, that means I have had to arrange my work week around you. I've had to make sure that my son can be looked after by my parents, which means that my parents can't do anything. I've got to make sure that my... uh, meeting up with you is aligned with my husband's work. So there are quite a few things that I'm doing. So when you cancel, you've really messed up my week, really have. Plus, the most important bit of that is that you've really disappointed me because I was looking forward to spending that time with you. I wanted to be with you. I wanted to spend that time with you. And then you cancel. Now, at first, when I created this three strike rule, internally, I was really, really harsh. And I was personally writing off a lot of relationships. I didn't necessarily tell those people, but I just did it myself. And it was manifested with the lack of reaching out to them and asking how they were. Okay, it did. It happened like that. And then as time's gone on, and I've, you know, it raised my self awareness, and I've started to think about other people started to ask more pertinent questions to friends to see if it's just me or if it's something that's just happening around my generation of friends or just with my old friends or are my new friends different? Shall I make new friends? And really what I'm learning is that the assumptions that I had, which was basically that people don't like me, in some cases it's true, hard pill to swallow, but yes, in some cases people don't like me, that's fine. Um, But other cases, they're just busy with their own lives and living in their own bubble and have their own stresses to deal with. And we all manage our stress differently. So taking that time, I guess it's kind of compassion of understanding that somebody else might be going through something, which is why their reaction to you is not something that pleases you can go a long way in maintaining these meaningful relationships. Now, if you want to react in a calmer, perhaps more collected way, you've got to consider the other person's perspective. So write down the conversation you've had on paper with both your words and with what they had said, because you might discover that you missed some key information like how they're doing. They might have hurt themselves that week. They might have been training, pulled a muscle in their neck, in their leg or something, and they just needed to rest it. But because they said that, they might have just said it in pleasantries, you know, when you do the hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I just pulled a muscle when I was working out the other day. It's doing my head in. 
And you've dismissed that because it's just part of the pleasantries. And also think about your agenda. Did you need something from them? Because sometimes when we want or need something from a friend or colleague, we don't even realize that we might be taking too much. We might be asking them for too much and they're giving, 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 and they might be giving in their other relationships. So by the time it comes to you, they have nothing left. And you know what that feels like. You yourself knows what know what that feels like. So take that perspective on. They may not even be upset with you. They might just need a couple of days to gather themselves. But you can only do that if you can be more self-aware of the way other people might be feeling. Whenever you find yourself in a situation like this, try to take a step back and reflect on the conversation. Give the other person the benefit of the doubt because you don't really know what's happening with them. Look, nothing may be wrong. But because you have not been your best, your best person towards them, you're reacting to your own behavior. I want to break that down for you. Nothing might be wrong with the other person, but because you haven't been great towards them, if you've been just taking, taking, taking from them and not giving back that same energy to them, that's probably what the problem is. You've created that dialogue thinking, oh, I've been a bit of a rubbish person. I've been a bit of a um, not so great friend. I've not really been there. I've not been asking them how they are, checking up on them, seeing if they need anything. And now I'm assuming that they're feeling that and therefore they're reacting to me in that way, in some sort of passive aggression. Might be true, might not be true. But the way you're reacting is based on all those different things going around. So it's important to reflect so you can find out whether or not it is you or them. So the last thing I want to touch on is anxiety in this sort of situation. I had a few weeks ago, I had a couple of clients, potential clients sign up to a program and then they discovered that it wasn't the type of program they wanted to be on so cancelled now of course I get upset if somebody cancelled but it's business I can get over it and if it's not right for you I certainly will not force you because that's not me being a great coach but some of the email exchange hurt my feelings and it hurt my feelings because I'm human and I'm not perfect and this business of mine is just me at the moment so you're going to hurt me And I chose to be hurt by it in the first instance. I didn't put my coach hat on. I reacted as Pooja. And Pooja got upset because I let somebody down. I let people down. I didn't communicate well enough to them. I hurt their feelings. That upset me. That's not what I want to do. I thought I had grown. I thought I was so much better than I was 10 years ago or four years ago when I started my business. You know, all those thoughts went through my mind and I was so bitterly upset and disappointed in myself. And I beat myself up for a day. A whole day I let myself beat myself up. I reread their emails and every time I read them, my heart would race so fast to the point of it felt like it was beating out of my chest and for every email that they sent me I was so nervous to open those emails and see what was written because everything that they were saying 
even though they may have been indirect about it, no matter what is directed at me because I'm the coach. And so it's, it is always going to fall down to me. And my heart would race. And honestly, it was, it was a horrible couple of days. By day three, I was like, we can't do this. I can't do this. What is wrong with me? Put your coach hat on. And what do you do in this situation? And do you know what I did? I reflected. I accepted that it wasn't for them. I started to look at it from their perspective. They thought they were doing something that would work for them, but it didn't. And that's okay. That's okay. And by doing that, I was able to come out of those awful physical anxiety feelings that I was feeling. And I'm not saying this is going to work for everybody, but reflection is a really, really powerful tool. Compassion for others, trying to understand or trying to see the other person's point of view is really important. And other times, you've just got to accept it without reason. Just accept it. Acceptance of the way people are why people do things is a massive, massive improvement that you can make within yourself. Sometimes you've just got to accept a situation just the way it is. And you know why? Because you've got to protect yourself. And sometimes acceptance is the only way that you can do that. When you learn to build self-awareness towards others, it's going to help you manage your thoughts and your reactions a lot better. Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review so that other people like you can find the show. For more tips and tricks, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website to find out more about my coaching programs and how to work with me at franklycoaching.com. Talk to you soon.